Welcome to Dr. Haynes Report. I'm Carol Haynes. In this episode, we're discussing the Uvalde, Texas school massacre and the causes of school shootings. Even though young boys in past years owned guns and they went hunting with their young friends, they didn't shoot up schools and murder other children. So what's changed? Is this the new norm? So what can we do? On Tuesday, May 24th, News swept across the nation about a deadly school massacre at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. Nineteen children and two teachers were gunned down by a deranged 18-year-old shooter, Salvador Ramos. Where many were asking, how did this happen? Of course, leftists use this as another opportunity to brainwash the American people about the need for strict gun control. While blaming guns as the cause of the shooting, They're aggressively demanding now universal background checks and a ban on, quote, assault weapons. Their ultimate goal, of course, is the total disarmament of the American people. And, of course, they're wanting to get rid of body armor because this is what Ramos wore. We'll talk about that in another podcast, about why that is a very bad idea. Getting rid of body armor, that is. Well, this do-nothing crowd, excuse me, do-something crowd has shown us that they're really the do-nothing crowd when it comes to solutions other than gun control for stopping school shootings. They're hell-bent on dividing our communities with hatred and racist narratives instead of actually helping the victims and their families. These dangerous lunatics are mocking conservatives for suggesting creating a single entry for schools. Thousands of office complexes, government buildings, and schools already have a single-door policy. Yet, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer claimed that fire marshals and tactical experts totally and vehemently disagree with his proponents, claiming that a shooter won't stop and sign in at the front office. Well, Schumer, here's a heads up. Killers won't abide by gun laws either. Democrats would rather harp on universal background check bills or ghost gun bans, all of which have zero bearing on school shootings. Some are calling for more mental health dollars to be spent for students. Well, that's hardly the problem, since academic learning has taken a backseat to mental health, to social-emotional learning, mental assessments, mental health assessments in the classroom. And we're going to be addressing that in another podcast as well. Well, leftists pointed out that Ramos, at 18 years of age, was not old enough to buy a beer, but could buy an assault rifle. Others naively fell for this socialist brainwashing. Anna Rodriguez, whose only daughter was murdered by Ramos, fell for this. She says, in my opinion, nobody's brain is fully developed at the age 18. You're still a child, and what would a child do with an AR? I guess we all know now. Well, here's my question. Does Ms. Rodriguez think that if the mentally deranged Ramos had purchased a gun at age 21 instead of age 18, he would have been more mature and less likely to go on a murder rampage? Does she really think his mental issues will just magically end at 21? As for Ms. Rodriguez's claim that 18-year-olds are still children and therefore too immature to own a gun, consider these facts. These 18-year-old children go to war and they carry guns, yet they're too immature, they're too much a child to carry a gun in America to protect themselves against a tyrannical government or even to go squirrel hunting. 
it seems they're mature enough for public schools to teach them how to become a Marxist activist to protest with BLM and Antifa. Children can vote at age 18, but they're too immature to carry a gun to protect themselves, again, from a tyrannical government. Our American ancestors got jobs, they got married, they even started their families before the age of 18. They were grown up by then. They served in earlier American armies or military. They carried guns then. The difference is they weren't mollycoddled. They weren't driven to school. They weren't helicoptered. Parents prepared them to live successfully in an adult world by teaching them responsibility and moral values. Parents guided their children but gave them the freedom to develop their own interests and find their own motivation to succeed. So if children slept in on a school day, they still walked to school and were likely punished for arriving late. This taught them to be responsible in getting up and leaving on time or suffering the consequences. I remember my own days of running late with school starting in 15 minutes. My mom didn't drive me there. It was walk or, or catch the last bus to school, and this was a public, not a school bus, a public bus. So if I missed that one, then I was going to be in real trouble when I got to school. That was my problem. Molly coddling youngsters and considering them to be children at 18 has had dramatic consequences. Studies show that Americans are remaining in a state of adolescence longer than in other populations, from age 25 to age 35 in America, maybe living in parents' basements. In my youth, we always had guns in our house, as did all of my relatives. My father and young brother would head out to the woods in West Tennessee on Saturday mornings to hunt. As an adult, I carried a gun to protect myself because I'd been attacked twice by young thugs who wanted to rob me and knock me down. Boys, even as young as 9 or 10 years of age, could buy guns, COD, through mail order so they could go out and go hunting with their friends. High school students who brought trucks to school carried their rifles in the back of their uh, trucks in a gun rack. Back in the 1950s, some schools had rifle class, uh, classes, rifle classes at the end of the school day. They brought their rifles into the school and they stored them in their lockers. Then in the afternoon, they took their guns out of the lockers to attend the extracurricular gun class. The kids learned to shoot and they learned about gun safety. Despite young children owning guns without background checks or without gun permits, we did not have school shootings or young thugs shooting up and burning down neighborhoods and tearing up businesses. We were taught that human lives were sacred until the left finally succeeded in legalizing murder through abortion. Until the 1960s, common behavioral problems were minor, like tardiness, talking in class without permission, or chewing gum. But after the 1980s and the ban of religion in public schools, things changed. There were worse problems. Now the problems became excessive drinking, drug abuse, premarital sex, pregnancy, suicide, gang activity, and even indiscriminate shootings. Well, as the story unfolds about Uvalde, we're learning that the Uvalde ISD police chief told officers to stand down outside of the school. Frantic parents repeatedly urged them to go inside during the shooting and to stop the shooter. 
They allowed him to remain outside shooting for 12 minutes before he ever went inside. When he went inside, they still did nothing. When parents tried to go into the school themselves to get their children, the police abusively restrained them. The Texas DPS lieutenant explained that police wouldn't enter the building because they were afraid they might get shot. Well, maybe there's another reason, maybe not, but this has yet to come out and to what the real story is on why they didn't go in there, so we'll leave that for later. Well, help did arrive in Uvalde, and this was when a off-duty U.S. Customs and Border Protection agent, Jacob Alvarado, who was getting a haircut, received a text from his wife from a shooter in the building, about a shooter in the building. Now, she teaches the fourth grade there, and the daughter attends the second grade. Alvarado borrowed a shotgun from his barber. Imagine, his barber had a shotgun, and off he raced to the school. Well, after developing a plan with a few other law enforcement officers, he went into the building to evacuate his wife, daughter, and other students and staff who were holed up in the bathrooms and classrooms. If you remember, we were told by Hillary that it takes a village to rear a child. Over the years, Democrats have gradually usurped parental rights with the government and its institutions, such as schools, taking control over the rearing of children. Teachers willfully circumvent parents and their values by calling children by different names, labeling them the different sex, and encouraging them to use personal pronouns. School boards are denouncing parents as domestic terrorists because they have the temerity to criticize what the schools are teaching and not teaching their children. In Uvalde, the village has failed miserably, proving that only parents really are the ones who will protect, sacrifice their children to the fullest extent. This is another reason why homeschooling is literally exploding. Well, what's the real cause of all this? Well, as I said earlier, the leftists say guns are the cause. Now, a lot of you have already figured out there, guns are not the cause of school shootings. That is absurd. Neither rifle bans, nor tougher background checks, nor any other do-something policy aimed at mass shootings are going to stop the carnage. We're having mass violence and chaos because we've become an immoral society that has forsaken God and family and our founding principles. Absolute morality is now old-fashioned. Students are taught moral relativity, a moral code that's a moving target. Right is whatever you think it is. Students are encouraged to seek abortion for unwanted pregnancy with no acknowledgement that this is murder of a tiny human life. Classrooms are propaganda centers for Marxists. Marxism, Marxist critical race theory, and, and this has been going on for decades before we even became aware of critical race theory. And here students are being taught that America is an inherently racist nation. Divisiveness is created among students along with hatred of whites. Everything is taught that America is just bad. Our capitalistic system is bad. America is just a bad nation. Death education is something else that is flying under the radar. It has been very carefully integrated into many K-12 through courses so that death is made to look glamorous and living is hard. 
the National Education Association, that's the Teachers Association, has pushed death education since the early 1970s. When children misbehave, we diagnose and medicate them rather than discipline them or to even give them more playtime, which is too often why they're acting up is because we're forcing them to stay very still and little children especially have got to wiggle they have to get out and they've got to move around and yet we're saying you've got to sit in here for five six eight hours that's absurd and it's abusive students are spending long hours on social media and on negative and then on digital devices that create addiction that's stronger than that of cocaine Amoral, super-wealthy, America-hating Hollywood actors are role models today. Superstar movies are featuring fictional characters who solve all of our problems. They can do it. And so students, this makes them feel so weak. Yet here are all these superstars who know how to solve problems. Rather than academic learning with civics and patriotism, schools are teaching perverted sex. The LGBT movement is pushed into the classroom with pride flags and events. Marriage between a biological male and female is stigmatized. Children are being reared in dysfunctional same-sex environments by people who have mental issues. Salvador Ramos was a walking testimony to the moral bankruptcy of a modern America and the hollowing out of the American home. The massacre is an indictment of liberal policies that encourage out-of-wedlock childbirth, divorce, single-parent households, and amoral values that undermine respect for life and hollow out the American home. Government has pushed the father out of the home to create single parents dependent upon government. Two years ago, after the death of George Floyd and nationwide protests and riots led by the Black Lives Matter, Corporate media pushed the narrative of so-called systemic racism, police brutality, and many perceived social ills. Only a few conservatives like Glenn Lowry were willing to talk about the number one social ill affecting black communities in America, the absence of fathers and the prevalence of single-parent households. This is a disaster engineered by government policies specifically to destroy the American family. Ramos, described by, lo- by classmates as a loner, was apparently raised without a father in the home and until recently lived with his single mother who reportedly struggled with drug addiction. A broken home, no father or father figure in his life, no church or community of any kind, no real friends except those he met through social media, This is not just a profile of a school shooter, but an indictment of our entire culture. We found this in the school shootings, the same thing at Parkland, Sandy Hook, and many others. Our leaders bear special responsibility for making these cultural problems worse. For the past two years, schools have been shut down, resulting in severe academic losses and severe mental health issues triggered by student isolation and disruption of family life. Ramos was just 16 years old when Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued an illegal executive order that shut down schools for months. The needs of children were ignored as politicians catered to radical left teacher unions that wanted schools closed regardless of the scientific facts. 
yet they wanted their teachers to be paid paid in full and sitting at home. The isolation and ignoring of students along with needless masking for two years is certainly related to school violence. So let's look at this. The question is this. How did we get to this point in a nation that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles? This is the result of a very long march through the institutions to destroy our Western Christianity, traditional values, and nuclear families to a godless, communist, secular nation. A dictatorship, if you will. For decades, communists have been working underground to take down America, to take it over. In 1984, KGB operative and defector Yuri Brezmanov spoke in an interview about ideological subversion of America. He explained that step number one is demoralization, which takes 15 to 20 years because that's the minimum number of years to educate one generation of students. He says the process of demoralization in America was way past being completed, and this was in 1984 he said that because he said it had been going on for more than 25 years. And if it had been more than 25 years, look at the difference between 1984 and 2022. He said that once the society is demoralized, a person cannot assess true information because facts no longer matter to him. Step number two, he said, destabilization. Excuse me, um, the, the first one was demoralization. Now this is destabilization, and this one is five years. Now step number three, he says, is a crisis. He says this goes very, very fast. It could be a matter of weeks. He says step number four is normalization. This is when the leftists, professors, civil rights leaders, all promise people all kinds of goodies if they'll just hand total power over their lives to those in D.C. and declare that life is now the new normal. Well, when destabilization and normalization are completed, these slow, useful idiots, he says, are done away with by murdering and imprisoning them. You saw the same thing happening to Mao. You saw the same thing happening to, uh, with Putin. In 1958, there's been a very famous book that many of you may be aware of. It was called The Naked Communist. It was written by FBI Special Agent W. Cleon Skousen. In the book, he provides research showing the rise of communist powers and presented the current communist agenda for America. His list of 45 goals has become legendary to the point of being officially read and recorded in the 1963 congressional hearing. And looking at this long list, we can see they have been nearly all achieved. Let's look specifically at those, though, that have become have, have allowed our country to become godless, immoral society that devalues human lives and sets up the conditions for these school massacres. Let's look at goal number 17. Now, remember, there are 45 of them. We're going to look at goal number 17. I'm going to go in order of how they're listed. This is the communists say to get control of the schools and to use them as transmission belts for socialism and communist propaganda. Now, this was flying under the radar, <clears throat> pardon me, until more recently. For decades, school books, textbooks, have been undermining America with Common Core, Critical Race Theory, 1619 Project. The left is openly subverting our children. 
They make no bones about it. And then you have goal number 19. And they say, use student rights to foment public protest against programs or organizations that are under communist attack. Well, you have Black Lives Matter and Antifa attracting the students with Action Civics that is in the classroom now. It started up in um, uh, up north. Students are being trained to fight against Americans who criticize the communist agenda. And this is kind of flowing against uh, through America. They may or may not always call it Action Civics, but students are actually being uh, motivated and trained in the classroom of how to go out and that they, they don't call them um, by these names, but they, they talk about how to stand up and how to, you know, speak out and so forth. Goal number 20 is infiltrate the press. We know that that's been total, total success there. One by one, once conservative news desk have fallen to left-wing money and influence, the press is used to spread communist propaganda. And you, you know these, so, so many of them, and you have even one of them like uh, the uh, National Review. Then goal number 21 is gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Wow. We know that all of those, uh, and even some of the ones that were more conservative, like Fox News, has is, is been trending to the left. And then it's difficult to find TV shows that don't hide the communist propaganda. LGBT, BLM, marginalizing white, same-sex marriage. Children in a same-sex relationship, stay-at-home moms are marginalized. All you have to do is even just watch some of the ads on there, but look at some of the shows. And then in the in the motion pictures, it's all the same thing. They're always pushing it out into public until... And I remember if you go back and you look at some of the sitcoms uh, 30 years ago, and you see how gradually this was coming in. Go back and look at some of the things. You can pull them up through YouTube or, or some of the old, old sitcom shows. And you can see how one by one they were just very gradually moving toward this, and then and then it becomes just full force. Goal number twenty-five: break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity. The modern dress code includes clothing that's very, re- very revealing, sometimes even provocative. And children, okay, it's okay if they come to school like this. And then if if there's, if say a conservative administrator says no, don't come like that then, you know, people, the left jumps on him, and maybe some of the parents do, and it can be hard to stand up against him. This is why it's very, very important for conservatives to, really conservatives, to, to support that person, that, that administrator. It's no longer in bad taste to tell crude jokes. The sex education curriculum used in, in Texas schools, and I'm talking about that because I live in Texas, is considered illegal outside of the school. If you use what they, if you talk about that outside of the Texas public schools, you would be arrested. It is sheer pornography. But in schools, it's just part of the curriculum. And so far, Republicans have done nothing to get rid of that, to do something about it, and to to stop it. Children dare not say anything, but it is causing mental destabilization. If the children try to say anything, then they're they're uh, marginalized. But right now, we're seeing we're seeing the the children why they're coming up. And you say, well, why do we have all these mental problems? Because we're teaching them to hate. We're teaching them to hate America, and we're teaching them this radical sexist perversion. The kids are so confused. Um, goal number twenty six: presenting 
present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal. Being gay has been normalized. Children are taught to view being gay or transgender as being the road to popularity. Everybody's doing it, so you want to jump on the bandwagon. And in Hollywood, it's got to be, wow, if you're not gay, then, then you, you're, you're a nobody, and you, you're not surely going to get any jobs there in a, in a movie. Same-sex marriage has been declared constitutional by a Supreme Court that legislated from the bench. Cheating on a spouse is no longer a social stigma. The goal is to destroy the family so America will fall. And when America falls, it falls to totalitarianism, to a dictatorship. Number 27, discredit the Bible. Discredit the Bible. Goal number 28, eliminate prayer in any religious expressions in school. It's okay to teach about Islam, to learn how to pray to Allah, to learn who Allah is, to take a trip to a local mosque, yet trips to a Christian church or synagogue bringing a Bible to class or praying or mentioning anything about Jesus is forbidden as being a violation of the Constitution. This gets a kid thrown out of class or even the school uh, administrator or a teacher fired. Goal number 39, dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws against dissenters. SEL, which is social-emotional learning, is in all the schools along with mental health services on campus. Students are being uh, mentally assessed. Then they're being turned over to, okay, now we need to have counseling. And then they're going to be medicated with prescription drugs, which then can get them on it for long-term with side effects. And, and this can be for anything, even being restless, as I said earlier, for sitting too long without exercise. When I was a teacher, and you know, some people may say this with the dark ages, it hasn't been that long ago, we weren't seeing problems that we see today. We weren't seeing all these kids that were on medication with Ritalin and they couldn't sit still. I mean, it, it, was, just not, it was just not done. Discredit the family is goal number 40. For America to fall again, as I've said, the family has to be destroyed. Schools openly tell students that they know more than their old-fashioned parents. And you know what? This is done by the teachers willfully. I heard Al Gore say this to a group, kind of a gallery of students. I heard him say on TV, well, you need to teach your parents things because they don't know everything that you know willfully separating those parents, letting them think their parents are old-fashioned and stupid. These people are discrediting parents for being Christian. And then after students leave high school, 75 to 85% of students from Christian families are leaving the church and the canceling out their parents and their parents' beliefs, their parents' way of life. Young yet Christian parents are allowing their children to stay in a secular humanist environment, satanical environment, for 13 years because they refuse to believe that their child's school is, is no different from all the others. They simply say, my child, my child is in a different school. My child's school is not that way. He's got a good teacher, and they're not doing this. They refuse to believe the truth. It's easier for them to deny the truth than to take a stand and do what's best for the child and our nation. 
And I'm here to tell you that if you really want your child to be out of school, there are ways to find to take him out of the public school. And you say, well, not everybody can homeschool. I'm here to tell you there are many ways to get them out and anybody can do it. We have we have many, many black parents who would not be able to afford to send their children to, to say, a private school. Many white parents. But in the black community, it's gone up fivefold. In the white community, it's up 300%. So parents are finding a way to get their kids out of school because they care enough about their children. It's just much easier to deny the truth than to take a stand. So remember what Yuri Bresmanov said about demoralization and the people not being able to determine the truth from lies? Again, they're blindfolded. Goal number 41, get kids away from negative influence of parents. The UN created UNESCO in 1946 to take control over children. Even though President Trump removed the U.S. from UNESCO, and remember the UN was a communist-founded entity and is now, even though President Trump removed the U.S. from UNESCO, it is all of its tenants already deeply embedded in our schools. We school boards, we see school boards telling parents they have no parental rights over their children's education. This has been going on for decades. As introduced to have children spend more time away from the parents, kindergarten was added. You see, at one time, we didn't have the 12th grade. We certainly didn't have the uh, kindergarten. Not only is kindergarten now 13 years, we now have pre-K being offered, and the Democrats are trying to get funding and legislation so that three- and four-year-olds will have to be in government schools that will be required. That is a communist tactic. Goal number 42, create impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition that students and special interest groups should rise up together to solve economic, political, or social problems. We see this being played out across the nation with teachers encouraging students to protest gun ownership, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa protests and violence. Bette Midler tweeted that people should bring arms to the NRA convention and protest guns. Is she going to be arrested if an armed protester opens fire outside of the convention? No, only a conservative would be guilty in this case. So what's the solution? Despite what people say, a red wave in 2024 is going to, is going to be the solution. So they're waiting. Everything is going to get better in 2024. It's not. A red wave in 2024 is not going to save America. How can it? The moral decay and destabilization has been in place for years. An immoral nation can never hire enough police to keep its people safe. So how is anything really going to change at the federal level? We can arm teachers and teach them to defend their classrooms. We can arm guards and harden the schools, and that might help. We can protect banks, sporting events, and concerts with armed security. So why can't we protect our vulnerable children and allow the teachers to, um, to carry guns? What we can't do at the school level is to present, prevent the cause of the problem. Lack of family structure, drug-addicted parents, absent parents, overuse of social media, childhood pot smoking, the use of psych drugs, which were given to these kids today without a second thought. The cultural push for aberrant sexuality. Uh, too much time spent on uh, smartphones. 
All of this leads to a maladjusted, angry teen who can get lost in their own thoughts with nowhere to turn for help. And, you know, I'm hearing, let, let's bring in lots of experts, and they're telling us all of these solutions. Hogwash. That's not going to be, that's not the answer either. They can't solve the cause of the problem. They can do something maybe at the school level, but they cannot solve the cause of the national decay. If we really want to make a change, we really want to see to see a turnaround. We want to see a rebirth of American and our founding principles, and we're going to have to claw our way back. It is not going to be easy. Addressing the 45 communist goals one by one are a great way to stay focused on what we have to do. Local and state levels must be where we are going to concentrate our level, uh, concentrate our efforts, not at the federal level. We're going to be talking more about this in, in upcoming podcasts from a variety standpoint, the middle issue, the gun issue, and so forth. I really appreciate your, your being here today and, and listening and taking um, the time to listen to this. I'm Carol Haynes, and I hope you will join me again at the Dr. Haynes Report.